acorns are jumping off my Chinese house. Two ducks in my spyglass, furry as a mouse, it's a suey nature, a suey nature thing. It's a suey nature, a suey nature thing. It's a mighty fine, a mighty fine nature thing. It's a mighty fine, a mighty fine nature thing. Welcome to Yarns at Yin Hu a podcast about the fiber arts and other post-apocalyptic skills. Episode 186, Huga Citation, Sunday, December 10th, 2017. I'm your host, Sarah. You can find me on social media as Sarah Pomegranate. The Yarns at Yin Hu podcast has a Facebook page, and it's available on iTunes. Each week, I post photographs, show notes, and links to things I talk about on my website, yarnsatyenhu.com. Today's episode features a prize drawing for the hashtag EmbroiderMore Stitch Along, the front porch, and ever-expanding skill set. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Yarns at Yin Hu. I know you have a lot of options for podcasts, listening, and viewing these days. It seems like there's a new podcast out every other day. But I really appreciate you tuning in to this podcast, participating on the threads and in knit-alongs and stitch-alongs, and dropping me a line every now and again to let me know that you're listening and let me know what you appreciate about the podcast. It means a lot. It's very gratifying to know that what I think is important in a podcast and the content that I work to generate is welcome to your ears. So thank you so much. We have been stitching along here on the Yarns at Yin Hu podcast with hashtag embroider more, a stitch along. And I have selected two prize winners, one from Instagram and one from the thread running on Ravelry. And I've put together some little prize packages that I'll be sending out. The first prize package includes a needle minder that I have made using a tutorial on Creative Bug that I highly recommend, and some vintage buttons and some ribbon. It's super cute. I've also put together a few little embroidery goodies, and the winner of this prize will also get a pattern on Ravelry with a value up to $7. The Instagram prize winner is Laura, Lost and Lovely on Instagram, and she has been working on a little ornament set of a partridge and a pear, just doing an amazing job with beautiful colors and really pristine stitches. Congratulations, Laura. The first prize includes a needle minder 
that I've made, as I explained, and also a little batch of goodies from Brooklyn Haberdashery. I did a bit of shopping at Rhinebeck at the Brooklyn Haberdashery booth, which was exquisite, and I put together a few little goodies that I'll be sending out to Bliss Cat, who is Katrina, and she posted a few times on the Ravelry thread with her project, and it's transferring a drawing her daughter did when she was about four years old to a tea towel. And this drawing is, it's really amusing and it's really cool because to me it looks like a crab with really long arms and really long legs and the arms and legs end with webbed feet. And the crab is on a deserted island, there's water all around and there's a blazing sun in the background. It just looks like a really great design to transfer to a tea towel, maybe for um, summertime or for a beach house or something like that. I think it would be perfect. And that technique is really interesting too, to transfer the drawings of children onto towels or napkins or some other kind of keepsake. So congratulations, Katrina and Laura. Please contact me by personal message on Ravelry with your mailing information and your real name, and I will be getting those prizes out to you very soon. Thank you to everyone who joined in and stitched along with me over the past two months. I did quite a bit of stitching myself. I have completed the necklace design that was simply embroidering a bunch of layered stitches, really freeform kind of embroidery, onto a small piece of fabric and then rolling it around a cord to create a necklace. I have completed that project. It was an idea from Rebecca Rinquist's embroidery book, and it is a very comfortable and striking necklace to wear. It goes with quite a few of the outfits that I have made over the past couple of years. So I've been having fun wearing that. And then another project that I worked on was a knit version of a dress design that I've made before, the Endless Summer Tunic. I have sewn that pattern in a woven. Actually, my mom and I worked on that project together. She made a dress too. And at the retreat with a few friends just at the beginning of November, I copied a design that Sarah of the Fiber Trek podcast had created and simplified She really thought through the process of transferring that endless summer tunic to knit fabric. And I've been wanting to experiment with knits, but the first time I sewed knits on my machine, it didn't go very well in terms of the seaming. It kind of put me off for a while. But armed with this new pattern and some beautiful fabric... I took a new approach and I really did quite a bit of sampling with different stitch tension, stitch length, 
on my Janome Sewist machine. And I had quite a bit of luck with the overedge foot and the stretch stitch on my machine. And this was what was recommended when I looked more deeply into my owner's manual. I found that this stitch was recommended for knits. And so I just did some experimentation with the tension, um, with different sizes and types of needles so I could get the best result on my machine. And so what does this have to do with embroidery? You may be wondering. I sewed the parts of the pattern together with my machine, but then I used hand stitching to apply. It's not a bias tape, but it stretches because it's a knit. A tape around the neckline and the armholes of this dress. And that needs to be done according to Alabama Channon. She writes about how you can use different embroidery stitches that function as stretch stitches so that you apply an edge to your garment, but it has a little bit more structure and it stretches as you take the garment on and off and as you wear it, it's not going to rip or break. And so that was quite a bit of hand stitching, but I have a really nice tunic length dress. It's sleeveless, so it's perfect under blazers and hopefully later a little bolero or an open front cardigan. I think it will be a really nice layering piece and I look forward to making another version of this dress. I've been grinching along during the month of December and I'm very thankful to the Knitmore Girls for planting the seed of this idea of using the month of December for really special experiences and enjoying the season and the holiday rather than worrying about finishing gifts. It means planning way ahead, but I'm so thankful that I did that because there really hasn't been time for deadline knitting and I I would have been frustrated if I had tried to leave things until December. So it's been nice to just explore and knit at my own pace. I've started a new project that I'll tell you about in the next segment, but I've also just been doing some things on a whim. And one of them is this really charming little ornament that I saw as I was scrolling through Instagram. It's a little gnome ornament wearing an embroidered hat. And the gnome is just essentially a yarn tassel with a little nose that's glued in. I always feel like it's not Christmas time until there's a glue gun and glitter. I didn't use glitter on this project, but the glue gun definitely came out because I went to search for this pattern and tutorial by Indigo Chicken Dolls. She and a sister or sister-in-law, I think, have a podcast called Meanwhile at the Castle, and 
The tutorial is available on their website. It takes you through the entire process and then you can stick with their directions exactly or branch out on your own if you'd like to do that. So I was just so taken by this little gnome ornament that I immediately started gathering the materials required and in the space of about an hour in the evening had stitched and glued up three of these little gnomes and I will post a photo for sure in the show notes for this episode. I even thought about taking this project to school with me so that some of my knit and crochet club might make some ornaments if they wanted to at our next club meeting. And finally, I have some ornaments for myself. For the past few years, I have been making ornaments to send to family and friends as gifts, and I always end up stopping before I make one for my own tree. So this time I made a few and they stayed around, which is really cool. Last weekend was Jingle Jingle. It was, I think, the seventh annual Jingle Jingle, a variety show for the holidays that Samuel and Bovine Social Club put on over at the Deerhead Inn, which is right in our town, Delaware Water Gap, Pennsylvania. The show was sold out. The performers were extraordinary. It's always a combination of musical performers as well as poetry and stories and spoken word. I think we were oversubscribed because there was standing room only in the deer head. It was great to see friends and music lovers. I wore jasmine tea, my new sweater for the holidays, and we had a lot of fun doing that. Over the course of this week, there were increasing reports of snow for the coming weekend, but I don't think the snow we got was ever in the forecast. We have about six inches of beautiful, fluffy, white snow this Sunday morning. It's absolutely sticking to everything. The sun is coming out right now and the world is just sparkly wonderful. Yesterday we went to cut a tree at a nearby farm and the scene was just absolutely magical. And all day long we put up decorations in the house while we watched the snow falling outside and really it was like hookah overload. It was like, I don't know. I thought we might get a citation (laughs) because it was so impossibly cozy. We had a glass of wine. We had a cheese plate. Samuel made a fire and everything just looked so absolutely beautiful that it was like that feeling like you're going to burst. So we're all decorated for Christmas and all cleaned up from the decorating And um, today maybe could be some cookie making. The front porch. My current knitting project is the Deshane, a sweater by Leela Robb. 
It's a very loose-fitting sweater that was designed for linen yarn. However, at Rhinebeck, I saw a number of examples of this sweater that were knit with wool or wool blends, and I really, I was just really struck by it. It was unseasonably warm at Rhinebeck, and I think a lot of people were maybe reaching into their summer and early fall wardrobe for some choices of knitwear. And I had seen this pattern online, but I wasn't as intrigued by it until I saw people wearing it. And so I purchased yarn at Rhinebeck from Green Mountain Spinnery to knit this pattern. And my choice of yarn was Green Mountain Spinnery's Cotton Comfort. It's 80% wool and 20% organic cotton. So it has this really kind of tweedy look to it. It's light, but substantial. And the color I chose is an albergine. It's a slightly purple leaning brown. It's kind of a neutral. It's a really beautiful color. The yarn is very, very pleasant to knit with. And I'm knitting it on slightly smaller needles than is called for in the pattern. I'm on US 9s and I think the pattern calls for 10 and a half. And I'm knitting the smallest size. So far I have knit the front, which is mostly stockinette with a shale lace pattern in the center, like a panel running down the front. And there are some dropped stitches on one line of the 16, I think it's 14 row repeat. So what happens is that the lace panel kind of dips down as you knit. There's a little bit of a drop in it. Instead of knitting a back separately and then seaming it to the front, I picked up stitches along the top of the shoulder and I used a cable cast on to bridge that span between one shoulder and another and then I was able to knit down the back. So essentially now I have one long piece that's a front and then a hole for the neck and a back and I have all of the stitches at the bottom held on one long circular needle because I'm going to join it and then there's a kind of a, a border along the bottom. I'd like to make this sweater as long, well, it's still like a short cropped kind of sweater, but I'd like it to make it as long as I can with the yarn that I have. So I'm keeping those stitches on hold right now while I pick up and knit the sleeves which aren't very long because the body of the sweater also forms the shoulder and part of the arm. So there's not much to the sleeve. I'm going to knit both of those. I'm going to seam down and close the sides of the sweater under the armhole. And then I will have the remainder of the yarn to knit a border on the bottom and maybe even add a little bit of short rows to bring the back down because one thing that was mentioned in quite a few of the the pattern notes was that the back was riding up a little bit on the sweater. 
So I've added some short rows already, but I think I may even add a few more in the border just along the back to sort of bring that down and even out the sweater. I think this will be the perfect thing to wear over a sleeveless dress and sort of take a wardrobe in a transition from having a garment that's a sleeveless summer garment to something that could be worn in cooler weather because you have this sweater with sleeves to layer over the top. And the perfect dress to complete this ensemble is the Metamorphic Dress by So Liberated. I have the pattern. I have two fabrics I think will be absolutely beautiful. One is a cotton lawn that's sort of a pale blue, like a denim color. And the other is a very deep, saturated rayon blend that is nearly the same color as the sweater. It's like an eggplant color, a purple leaning brown. And the way this dress works is that it's completely reversible. So it's double layered. And then in the front, there's like a little scalloped cutout. So you can see one layer of the dress peeking out from behind the other. I look forward to at least starting this dress during the month of December and seeing how far I get with it. I've never made anything that's completely reversible before. And I'm really interested to see if there are any new techniques that I need to work on. Um, or anything new that I learn in completing this dress. So once again, the two items I mentioned are the Deshane, a sweater designed by Leela Robb, and the Metamorphic Dress by So Liberated. Ever-expanding skill set. During the month of December for hashtag Power Pantry, I have a plan of working on filled and stuffed recipes. One of my favorite food groups is things stuffed inside other things. I just take such delight in filled and stuffed, I don't know, pastries. It seems like Every type of cuisine has dedicated space for some variety of filled pastry, either savory or sweet or both. And some of my favorite, favorite foods are things like pierogi, ravioli, crepes, empanadas. All of those things just really delight me, no end. And so I thought that this month maybe I'd work on making some of those types of dishes. And I feel like they're particularly appropriate for the holiday season when we're trying to share this, this feeling of abundance and also delight and surprise. And I think that element of breaking something open and there's you know, beautiful ingredients and flavors and aromas inside is something that's like really well suited for the holiday season. 
So I'm looking for some type of cookie that has an almond paste or marzipan type of filling, something that's not too difficult to make. I'll be doing a recipe search for that later today. I also make a variety of Czech Christmas cookies, which have a plain dough and then all different types of fillings. They're not really hidden inside, but I think those are really suitable as well. And then the other thing I was thinking is that I have some reserved pulled pork in my freezer. Not a lot, but I really want to do something special with it. And I was thinking about pulled pork and mashed potatoes in some kind of hand pie or little savory pocket like an empanada that would be really delicious. And I'm not sure if I could use just my regular pie pastry or if I should be thinking about a sturdier kind of pastry for this filling. But I thought that would be really delicious and wonderful. So that's what I'll be working on during the month of December. I hope you'll join me. And I hope, as always, that you'll post photographs and comments about the things you're doing in your kitchen on the hashtag Power Pantry thread on the Yarns at Yanhu group in Ravelry. Hey, comes jumping off my Chinese house. Two ducks in my spyglass, furry as a mouse. It's a sweet nature, a sweet nature thing. It's a A sweet nature thing It's a mighty fine A mighty fine nature thing It's a mighty fine A mighty fine nature thing Leaves lay down like a lady Bends like an elbow, turning stone to sand. It's a sweet nature, sweet nature thing. It's a sweet nature, a sweet nature thing. It's a mighty fine, a mighty fine nature thing. It's a mighty fine, a mighty fine nature thing. Thanks for listening. Music for this episode is so sweet. Music and lyrics by Samuel St. Thomas, performed by Bovine Social Club. Eat well and stay strong as you hone your post-apocalyptic skill set this week. It's a sweet nature, a sweet nature thing. It's a mighty fine, a mighty fine nature thing.
Yeah. 